0: Uh, Dear God, we thank you so much for this uh, opportunity we have to come and um, to listen to what you have to say to us. The greatest plan in the world has already been executed, and that is you gave your son Jesus to die for our sins, and we say thank you. Now, what may we learn from your plan? In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I am really, really, (coughs) really, really, excited about this workshop, and what you just experienced in the last session was a perfect prelude for where I wanna take you today. Um, I'm so honored to be here because when I look at you, man, I feel the power in the room. The problem is the rest of the church doesn't feel the same way, and that's the problem. But I don't want you to worry about what the rest of the problem sees or don't see. I want you to leave here today knowing that God's got the greatest plan just ahead for you. And that's the biggest thing. <clears throat> so many times we spend too much time talking about what's not working, but if what but, but if you're working, and what is good is working for you, we're in a good space. And I'm going to, um, I'm gonna be very blunt, I'm gonna be very candid, I'm gonna be very quick, and then we we'll gonna have something that's very engaging towards the end. So I'm moving real fast because for those who know me, this is, <laughs> I need a week, all right? But um, we're gonna try to do this real fast and I just wanna take you someplace a little bit different. Um, I said a little bit about where I've been in the last few years. Um, uh, I keep having these aha moments because it's only been about two years I've been back on the scene, or just less than that. And I keep having these aha moments because My plan is continuing to reveal itself. For example, I'm sitting here thinking right now why I'm salivating. Six months when I started out preaching, I had dry mouth because the radiation, the chemo, damaged my salivating glands. And so I know my plan is working right now because I can feel spit in my mouth. (laughs) You have to find your aha moments. See, before we even get to what the plan is, and so you gotta just pause and just think about what's working right now for you. Because so many times you represent a generation that sometimes stop and think about, man, when is it going to happen? And you know, my kids are all in their 30s now and so forth. I can't believe it. I got kids in every you job. You know, I mean, my son, up until I got sick, was barely able to beat me in basketball. He's 6'2, but. I got this left hand jumper that just won't quit. (laughs) But I know your generation and I know the power that you bring. And I just wanna give you something a little bit different here in terms of discovering God's plan for your life. Because there's something about human nature that is so quick to look at your neighbor and go, you know, all that stuff that's working for you, man, I wish it was working for me. You ever been in that space? You go to school with somebody, Your grades were better. They jammed up the whole four years. Somebody took their tap. that? Somebody did the homework, really? You know, they just played around, you were sincere, serious, and so forth, and got no offers. And then you stop and go, what's wrong with me? There's nothing wrong with you. And what I want to challenge you with, and and then give you an actual experience, about where I am, and I gave my age or, or in terms of my next birth, I did that on purpose, because when the dots connect at the end, you're going to understand you're not where I am age-wise, but you got the greatest advantage because you're going to discover something that nobody told me when I was your age in the church. Success was kept as a secret. Yeah. I had an elder that t- told me one time that success was not in God's plan. Isn't that crazy? No, I'm telling you, he told me, I can get y'all his name and tell you where he lives. <laughs> so if you ever see him, you go, that's embarrassing, don't, don't, don't listen to him. I think he changed a little bit because all of his kids are successful, that's because they didn't listen to him. <laughs> but he told me that success was not a god thing. Don't you ever, ever let anybody tell you that success is not a God thing. And the discussion that you all just had about business and ministry, oh my goodness, I can't believe it. We finally had that discussion in the church. Mm. I kid you not. I am, my mind is blown because I served 17 years in youth and young adults and I wanted that discussion and we couldn't have it without being misunderstood. And you all just did it, kudos. Oh, calm down, calm down, calm down. <laughs> you all just did it. Because you need to understand that it's okay to be successful at something. And the okay means God has done something that he wants you to glorify his name all over the world. And that's where we're going. So so, so how do we get there? Um, what is this thing all about? Some of you are wondering, okay, I hear all that stuff and it sounds motivational, but at the end of the day, how does it start? It starts by a question now. For those who don't know me, I'm very simple. I am elementary. The problem is, so many times we wanna go deep sea diving when snorkeling will do. That was pretty good, wasn't <laughs> Wanna go deep, and you got coral we right here, got a big old tack on your back, and your Pressing I I, I bet deep sea diving. I don't like it. I can't take the pressure. But man, when I snorkel, it's like this. I'm gonna keep you on the surface. You can take it as deep as you want. But I'm gonna take you on the surface. So we're gonna ask one question. The question is this: What's the one thing you look forward to doing every day? Talk to me now. Let's something out. I want this to be engaging. Huh? <laughs> Okay. okay. <laughs> Did you said sleeping. I love it. No, no, I love it. I can't quite know how to turn that into a business, but you know, it's all good. Working with kids. Working with kids. Living. Huh? Living. Just living. Talk to me. What is your generation called? You all are what? Millennials. Huh? Millennials. Gen the, the Z the Gen Z the ones that are even younger, right? My grand, my granddaughter's a zero. Phew, water. Oh, that's not a start. Come on, my lady, talk to me. Yeah. What, what I enjoy in. getting out and gardening. Getting out and gardening. Okay. Come on. Let <laughs> me do a Exercise. Right. exercise. L- listening to music. Listening to music. Read the question carefully. What's the one thing you look forward to doing every day? Spending time with family. Spending time with family. Hmm? Chatting. Chatting. Okay? Social media. Chatting. Good. Being outside. Being outside. Okay? What else? Spending time in God's Word. Spending hmm? time in God's Word. When we talk about discovering God's plan for our life, you have to first of all know that God has given every one of you a plan. Mm-hmm. You have one, it's a promise. Prime, and we're going to, I have some promised scriptures here, three, but you know, everybody knows Jeremiah 29 But nobody knows how to apply it. I kid you not. Man, you know, I got, we quoted but I remember, but what did you do? How does Jeremiah 29 11 work for you? How does it come into to your sphere? How does. How do I put a game plan together with it? The reason I ask, what's the thing you think about every day? I was looking for something. Because I have this other other chance at life now, and what's gonna be interesting is that I'm putting it in the old school context. You could put it even in the better context because some things I'm too old to do, but I don't tell myself that. Because if I told myself I'm too old, I'm gonna stop doing it. So when I rode my motorcycle the other day, I like it because motorcycle makes me feel real cool. Okay. Nobody's looking at oh you be 60 October the first. No, I got a big Honda Goldwing, it's got a lot of chrome on it, it's blank blank. I'm just running, yeah, yeah, What'd y'all think about this? <laughs> but it makes me feel good. I get up and I got to win. But I was asking the question because how much of what you look forward to every day is about where you're going? I wake up now, I got to admit, I didn't always do this, but I want to stretch you for the next few moments to challenge you to wake up every day and think about one thing. God, what's next? What's next? Now here's the interesting thing. Some of you are very successful professionals. Put a pin there, put a period there. I'm not talking about your profession. And I'm grateful for those of you who are very successful. Ain't what I'm talking about. There's something greater than your profession. And that is, what do I wake up? See, you gotta come into a realm where you think, okay, I serve a great God who does awesome stuff, but is he gonna do awesome stuff with me? You see, you gotta put yourself in the scenario every story in the bible is about one thing from genesis to revelation it's about a god who says okay i'm gonna help you understand some things this way because you want it now you want it now i want to see the results now i want to i want to train right now right now what is it god what is it what is it and then you try some things you fail it's like man god's not working okay god where are all the pieces i can't figure it out but see here's how god works and give me this as a foundation. The whole Bible is about God allowing stuff to happen that's crazy, and you get backed up into a corner. You can't go nowhere front, back, up, down. You just locked in, and then God says, "Watch this." Mm -hmm. Every incident in the Bible concludes with that. It's like all these impossible situations. Okay, how is Moses gonna get out of that mess? No, back up. How is Adam and Eve going to get out of the beam jacked by the devil? God said, don't do what they did. Oh my goodness. But God says, watch this. You know, when you mess up, watch what I do. So the whole Bible, Old Testament and New Testament, impossible situation brought before Jesus. He says, okay, watch this. And what I'm saying is that God is ready to do a watch this moment in your life. See, that's, that's planning. So now, it's like, okay, God, I'm going to sit and I'm going to wait. Okay, how are you going to do this? But God says, first of all, you got to want it. You got to want it. I'm not going to force anything on you. God didn't force ministry on me. I wanted want to be a dentist until I realized I had to go to dental school. That's <laughs> When I found out what dental and medical was, mm, I don't think so. Maybe I'll do the making teeth thing or something. But you gotta want it. God is able, but do you want it? So before we get into discussing God's plan, do you want God's plan? And if you want it, you gotta look at everything and say, okay, God, I want your plan. I want your plan. oh. I'm coming, so we haven't even gotten started yet. It's about to get crazy in here. Because I know the conclusion. And I don't present to you if I'm not blessed by it. I only got five or six slides. One or two words in each one. But God says, How bad do you want it? Are you waking up every morning saying, God, can we do this? God put me on my back for 40 days in an isolated situation. I was so angry with God. I'm on top of the world, I'm at the highest of my game. I'm, I hold the highest position in the church. I am the longest serving division in the, youth the world church. Nobody's ever served longer than 17 years. And now I'm on my back. It taught me one thing. First of all, God doesn't need me. Mm. So James what? wherever you thought you were, it doesn't mean nothing to God. And God said, let me cut you down. Just look at it and help you understand something. Because I'm about to do a watch this situation in your life. Watch this, now watch this, watch this. And here's why I put you through what I put you through. And I'm going to share with you what that is at the end. Because I need to know if I can trust you with a plan. You hear what I just said? Mm-hmm. I need to know if I can trust you with a plan. Mm-hmm. I almost died in that hospital. There were six people that went in with me that did not come out. Mm-hmm. What was my prayer partner? I'll never understand. I gotta ask God about that in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. So I understand that right now, man. This is grace right here. Can God trust you with greater than where you are now? Let me ask that again. Can God trust you with greater than where you are now? See, don't think it's a given. You know, because I'm, I'm who I am. God, you owe me those. God I don't owe you nothing. I'm sorry, nothing. Now you done. But God said, but I want to trust you because I choose to work through vehicles, human vehicles. You see, for me to step out of the glory, have Jesus come down, the Holy Spirit appear, now I want to work through you. So that's why I ask the question, what do you wake up thinking about every morning? Because I want you from this point forward to wake up every morning and thinking about something different now. And here's the next thing. Have you ever been a god sized vision? I ain't talking about no, some little itty bitty, peeny dream. No. God, man, what if we did this? Have you had that moment? If you have not, these are the things I want to, want you to take time to do, and we're gonna test you in just a few moments. I want you to give thought to something real stupid. That, that's positive, okay, just in case. You don't understand what stupid meant there like bad is good? Okay. Something that's crazy. Because I believe that's where God has us right now. We live in a world that is crazy. If you don't believe me, turn the television on. I don't care what you are seeing in a fox. I think I got everybody covered in that. It doesn't matter. The world is crazy. But God says they haven't seen Nothing yet. Why? Because I got you. I got you. If you were to dream the vision, how big would it be? You see, folks, I wrote a book on my journey. I wrote this in 2010. And I don't know if all of you are going to get a copy of this. Um, I don't have enough for the 300 who are here. But I have enough for you. only brought about six, but it will come your way. I'm about to write another book on my, what just happened. But I want you to read the subtitle on my, on my book. By the way, it's entitled, God's got a plan and I'm in it. Notice, I'm not the plan. Uh oh. Uh oh. Did you get that? Oh, oh. Let the air out your brain. Let your head quick. No, no, no. You ain't. I'm sorry. You're not. The plan. No, no. I am in this plan. If you think you are the plan, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. At your best efforts, as gifted as you are, you'll never reach where you need to be because God is not totally depending on just you. So I realize I'm just one person in the plan. But the subtitle says, the incredible journey of an ordinary man. God loves taking the ordinary and making it extraordinary. Mm -hmm. And those who know my story from how I lost my brother in gang violence and how I moved down two weeks later to only took seven minutes to uh, preach my father's eulogy, um, whole whole bunch of good stuff and you're gonna enjoy it. But the one I wrote for you, which is out of which, which, which out of, which is sold out. I went three years later, this is God's got a plan and you're it. And the subtitle is How to, no, how to, uh, oh my God, what my book subtitle is. Mm-hmm. Something about your influence, I can't even think of what it is. But the point is can God trust you with influence? And God trusts you with influence. You see, I want to dream this God-sized vision, but God says, but can I trust you with it? Because with a God-sized vision comes God-sized responsibility. Am I making sense, everybody? I just want to make sure I'm not in Pluto, I'm in Pluto right now. Am I making sense? Yes. God says, I'm going to do it and, and, and before someone you you gonna see how he's going to do it, but he says, I want to make sure I can trust you with it because I don't want you to mess it up. Because if you mess it up, it's a bad reflection on me. Because everybody knows I trusted you with it. They know you weren't that gifted. I don't mean to be insulted. I am the author of 18 books. I think they call that success. But I give praise honor to God because I'm not a good writer. You know what I do? I write. Lady Kennedy as well. I don't agree with what you said. You write your own book. <laughs> I did write my book to satisfy you. I wrote this for the kids anyhow. And you ain't a kid. You're not a kid. I'm sorry, but I've been a youth director too long, you know. You're not a kid. But, but 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 my point is, God has trusted me with that information because a lot of what I wrote was beyond me. I have, because the book is sold out, I didn't even have one to bring you, so I had my editor to send me a copy, and I read a quote. Oh my God, I don't have time to go. I read a quote in a book that I wrote and don't remember reading, don't remember writing that. And I was impressed. I'm like, I wish I anti- time. I'm like, I wrote that. It sounds so intelligent, y'all. <laughs> and I'm thinking, man, this is good. I'm gonna reprint that book. I give praise honor to God because God did that. Amen. And before we get the we're going, understand on this journey now that you're about to take to discover God's plan in your life. Give Him credit every step of the way. Don't pause and say, "Okay, folks." You all forgot to acknowledge me. I was in, oh, I can't remember. I was doing their camp meeting back in June. And I'm doing the morning matter. And we had so much fun in the beautiful because It was amazing. Um, you got that. <laughs> the communication guy came to me and says, I want to make sure I got the title right. Everybody called you doctor. Are you really a doctor? Now he says he was giving it for the on the 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 the, what the tape thing, the social media thing, and so forth. And I said, "No, I don't have a doctor, but I must be pretty good for everybody to call me doctor." (laughs) That's humbling. Mm -hmm. Pastors I've mentored who are now senior pastors, call me Chief, Doc. I barely made it out of Hopewood. And when I got to the seminary, I thought I was on Mars. But I got through, so my point is, on my journey, I give God praise and honor for every successful step. Because when you do that, it motivates God. Listen to that word. It motivates God to help you take that next step, And now you're getting closer to this crazy God-sized vision that you see in your head that only you and God can accomplish. So I don't mean to bust your best friend's bubbles here. So whatever God shows you, he shows it to you. Yes, get counsel and so forth. But you don't need your best friend's approval because they don't see what God has shown you. And man, I've seen so many of your generation had these God-sized visions, was ready to go someplace, and the friends said, that ain't gonna work, and they believed them. Mm. Mm. Oh yeah. So, yeah, so so you got this vision. Are you happy? Pleased or content with where you are right now? Huh? It's so, cool. I had to put that word in cool. And if not, why? What's the game plan now? Every day, a tip, please make note of this. You must work on your game plan every single Let me tell you what God did. When stuff does not work, and I think my friend heard some of my testimony at Columbia Union, but when stuff is going bad and the dots are not connected for you, sometimes that's the best time to work on the game plan. Please get that. When stuff is not going right and the dots are not connected, that's the best time to work on your game plan. Why? Because you're in a mode right now that says, man, I gotta get this. I gotta make this work. God, how am I gonna do this? I don't wanna mess this up. But every day, you gotta work on your game plan, every day. And when you think you're finished, continue. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh. When you think you're finished, Continue. God has jokes. I've written 18 books, and I had 10 more that was already laid out in full, about maybe six months away from publication. And I accidentally deleted and emptied the whole file. God is my witness. And it still hurts. The only thing I've recovered is the stuff I've sent to my editors that they weren't able to send back to me. I got three of the 10 back. But here's the blessing. If I had those files, I would have been spending time working on those books, thinking that was what God wanted me to do. Okay. And then I realized that God was saying, those 10 are a distraction for you. I want to take you someplace different. And as long as you are wasting time trying to write all these books, because my goal was, and I was on target, to be the author of 25 books before I retired. That was the game plan. And God said, but you didn't talk to me about that. That was your plan. So God, through a simple process, I think I'm following IT instructions to prepare to clean my hard drive and mess the whole, lost everything, and it was gone. When everything is gone now and your time is freed up, now what do I do? I'm in the hospital, and I gotta give you the narrative or the rest doesn't make sense. I'm in the hospital. My wife prayed one day, she said, Lord, please listen to the body because if you don't get the backstory, none of what I'm saying is gonna work for you. The dots won't connect. My wife's, we're in a hospital. I'm having a bad day after the second major dose of chemo to kill all the residual traces of the disease. My wife prayed a prayer on She said, Lord, in 2014, you gave my husband this grandiose vision. She said, are you gonna let it live to see it through? And I remember that day going, yeah, yeah God, I'm not gonna be able to do this thing. And here's what God said to me. He said, yeah, but let me have to understand why you didn't do it in 2014. He said, because, he said, because I knew the plan would be successful. And it would make you a wealthy man. But in 2014, millions of dollars would have destroyed you. I got married with God for about one and a half seconds and realized he's God. I'm not gonna question what he's talking about. It wasn't until I walked out of the hospital and I realized I'm a miracle now. And God whispered in my ear, and he said, now that you've walked through the valley of the shadow of death, and you know what it looks like, now I can trust you with the blessing. So two years ago, while still on disability, I sold my bling bling Youth Ministry for an excursion with 22s on them. <laughs> Man, that hurts. So my truck, I saw my personal equipment, I went to my 401K, and God and I jumped together. I had been serving the church and youth ministry by itself for 27 years, and I had a burden. The burden was, Now mind you, I'm telling you this. This happened a few years ago. You're much younger, which means your story's gonna be greater. I wasn't serving the community, I was serving the church. And I had a burden for non-church people. I've been serving y'all, tired of serving y'all. That was my feeling. I ain't gonna lie to you. Because, see, generations change. And when the old school starts kicking in, it's time for you to get out of your ministry. And so when you stop that you want to slap somebody's kid, it's time for you to go. <laughs> I'm at a pathfinding camp you, and the director came and brought this kid up to me and said, can you talk this boy? He's just out of control. So I'm thinking, okay, I need to do that. I'm going to wrap this boy and get it together. So young man, and before I could say, man, this boy went, I'm left-handed. <laughs> My left hand was going. And I realized I can't slap him. Oh, I want to close his mouth so bad. And I realized it's time to transition, but I'm just making laugh fun. I'm a random boy. <laughs> Not really, you know. <laughs> but I want to do more outside the church. We we're doing public schools, listen to me carefully. We we're doing public schools, and right off the bat, we're making the news, we're on television. i am not even recovered from my own marriage transplant yet. And it really hit when the Adventist people saw us, my wife and I, on stage with the governor of New Jersey and Shaquille O'Neal. And folk were like, what? Mm. You should see me standing up there. I was looking like I was used to this. Mm. And while I'm standing, I'm like, what in the world have I gotten myself (laughs) into? And people go, how do you know him? How do you know him? I didn't know him. I got a last minute call saying the new governor of New Jersey want to use your program as part of this platform for the state of New Jersey. South Africa, the South African government want to use your program for South African children. You know what I'm saying that's not even the beginning of the story. So what is it God is trusting you with? And what is it wasn't success to build a bigger barn. Here's the key to my business and ministry. God, so don't get it twisted. I'm not giving you a new vision to go build a bigger barn for the James Black family. Mm. (laughs) Oh no, I'm gonna give you 20 national, national nationally, community-engaged initiatives that I will fund, And I'm gonna position you with the three things you don't need. You don't need no government grants, you you don't need any investors, and you don't need nobody's permission. Mm. That's what happens when you sit down and ask these questions and up with a game plan, God says, look what we're gonna do. And so we're sitting back right now watching what God is gonna, when a state superintendent, and I'm purposely not telling you what I do, because I don't want to, let me back up. I will tell you off the mic. I'm being respectful. Because I don't want to be misunderstood. Because when you're telling a testimony, sometimes people get the wrong part of the testimony. Y'all hear what I'm saying? And, I, and that's not what I'm all about. I don't need that in this business. The thing is, they were, throwing this stuff, we're going to do that anyhow. But then God did say to me, first of all, you're not a businessman. You are a preacher. Mm-hmm. And he affirmed one thing to me. You're going back to the North American division after you told me you weren't coming back and you're going to preach. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, my daughter who's a CPA, and my wife, who's president of the company, they're running it. And I got mad with God for about one and a half seconds. Listen to God. Make him part of your game plan. I've put cool with this. You have to be a gentleman. Who's biblical foundation? Seek ye for the kingdom of God and his righteousness? And all, all, The most important word in the text is not seek. Some of you are looking too long. Some of you are too close to things. You're trying to find it. And you know, it's not your generation, I don't think, who... You know, you heard about, at the time I knew in the 70s, 80s, folk trying to find themselves. You've heard that, I'm trying to find myself. I always thought that was the stupidest thing I've ever had in my life. You're right here! What? What you looking for? I see you! I'm trying to find myself. Whoa! Here you are! And so we're... We're trying to find ourselves. You're not lost. Lost people need search. No! You're here but seeking for all these things all everything will be added multiplied come together when you put God first and let him do his watch this moments. can you handle all? doctor can you handle all? can you handle all? See at some point, You've got to say to God, yes. Now I don't know how i gonna have it all. He has to repent you for it, but don't be afraid at all. That's a this is a biblical promise. So when I ask you the question, can you have yes? Let the devil hear it. In Jesus' name, yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Tell the fuck I'm sorry about my voice. It's just black preacher syndrome. <laughs> 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 Don't tell nobody I that. All right. My wife told me to behave too, okay? <laughs> but, 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 no. It's your space. All is your space. All is part of the game plan. We do on the only uh, 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 28 about God says, if we do what He says in terms of His plan, here's the blessing that happen. The last part of the chapter is what happens if you done. Powerful stuff. Proverbs 3, biblical foundation. Trust in the Lord, not yourself, not your best friend, not your mama or your daddy. Mm -hmm. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Be committed. Acknowledge Him. Know that it comes from Him. And He will direct your path to a successful plan. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, yes. So we're about to take up an offering now. The promises are made. I want to get to something here real quick. My time is up. This is the table of content from my book, God's Got a Plan and You are Yet. And the book is out of print, but for those of you who want a PDF sort of e copy of it, I'll be happy to share it with you because I'm not going to reprint it, I don't think. It's too much updating. Um, persuade yourself in the plan, and I got the The the, the scripture context for each one. Beautiful read. Present yourself in the plan on these P's. Purpose got it. I want to just say something about number three. Because in your game plan, I don't want you to be deceived. Do you all remember when, um, and by the way, I'm not one of those who not pastors of other faiths, and you know, just any other, but I'm I'm going to mention this person named for context purposes. Remember when Rick Warren wrote the book Purpose Driven Life? Well, I read Purpose Driven Life, it was all right. But I was amazed at the frenzy. Even in Adventist Church. I was doing a week of prayer in the UK at the time of the release. And we had one church over there substitute their Sabbath school lesson for purpose-driven life. Get the point. Rick Warren does a lot of great work, so I'm not knocking people's ministry. But here's why I think he missed it theologically in the book. And I make reference of it without calling his name in the book to put the correct theological context in place. I have purpose-guided through the plan. Nothing God requires of you is driven. Driven is not even a theological concept. You drive cattle. You leave sheep. You want God to guide you through the plan. I want God to drive you something or either you ain't driving yourself about to go off a cliff because you believe in what Rick said and I think his intentions were good because it sounds good, it's motivational but what's motivational may not always be theologically correct. command ask God to guide you through the plan, so these are all the principles, we real good stuff there, it's very basic, blessing and uh, it's there uh, we don't have time. We want to engage in. Deep in my heart, here's what I would really like to do. You don't know, answer here. You want to get real with that question. And as we closing that I want to push you, and I want you to be stretched. Take some time and pray about, God, what is it that we are going to do? You know what I just said? What is it that we are I'm going to do. Y'all didn't hear me. Not what you're going to do. You can't. But you are in touch with the Almighty. But mm-hmm. you and God can do at your age. I envy you. I want to write a book so bad and tired "If I Could Do It All Over Again." Oh. Seriously, I don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about. It. I can't, so I don't like that. No, I got today. Mm-hmm. And I got tomorrow. It sends me back. Mm-hmm. No, I'm moving forward. I wake up every day. And for a while, I had not been on my knees in two years. For two reasons, number one, I couldn't take the pain. And then number two, The time it took waking up and getting on my knees took too long to talk to God. So when I opened up my eyes, hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, God. What are we going to do today? Let's do something crazy. (laughs) I use the word, I do not mean a lot, but the kid's stupid. Let's get stupid today. Let's get ridiculous, God. Mm -hmm. And they love it. Had a kid come in and said, Pastor, man. And whenever you uses that stupid thing, I love that. Why do that's come language? It's big. It's outside of the norm. And so I can say more, but, Uh in the last, um, let, let me come with some questions. I already see some hands. And so um, I'm going to wrap up with something, but let me just pause here because I'll end this and time will be gone. Yes. There's a story that I don't have time to go into, but it was tested because when I was in the hospital, um, I was hearing <clears throat> two things happen. And God permitted the devil to come into my room. And the devil spoke things to me and he showed things to me. My wife can verify I was not hallucinating. I, I'd gotten past any possible hallucinating period. And I begged God for three days to stop the devil from showing me things and, 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 and telling me things. And somebody asked "Why how do you know the devil? Because of Isaiah 820, to the Lord, to the testimony that they speak not according to his word, there is no light in them. The things that he speak to us are not always bad things. Some of them are slow, sweet things. And you've got to be able to distinguish. So I can't give a time period exactly, but it was through a process of trusting God that I knew he was opening up this path. And my responsibility is to get on the same path of God and let him guide me. I can't give a timeline on it, but I have the assurance that I knew he was leading me. And my life is more valuable now because I understand about it's natural your own. See, those of you who knew me before, that person died. You've never met this James Black before. Y'all you follow know what I'm saying? This is the new me. And so it was through that process that I was able to discover that God my path. Anybody else? don't really know what you like to do at that point, what are some ways you can, you can figure that out in your life? Explore. That's a word I love to use, explore. One problem that I have with my church that I saw for 17 years, we go overboard trying to protect you, trying to shelter you we're guilty. We don't trust your intelligence. We don't trust your gifts. We don't trust your ability to reason. And so for that reason, we don't push you to explore. Explore. Search. Like my brother said today, I loved it. Google it. <laughs> when I started looking at Google, nothing. You had to write that paper. You go to Google a turn paper down. Find it. Pay for it. I don't understand how it, in any degree, is legal anymore. <laughs> but if they don't, you can go do anything. I'm serious, folks. Explore. I just want to put it one: explore all over the place. Man, I have so many interests; it scares me. Because every time I, look, I meet someone on the plane, they do this. I've never done that. Hey, tell me about that. There may be a possibility here. Explore. Unlimited. Yes. Good question. And, and what I do when you collect from exploring, and I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that I have so many. And that's a good problem. It's a good problem. And based on your gifts, and you know who you are, you have to. You have to narrow at some point, or you'll go all over the place and go nowhere. But at some point, whether you have a team of support to help you do that, part of the process that we have here is we're number developing the groups, and you will give your grandiose, big, big god-sized vision and the team will help you flesh out two or three points on how to make it realistic. So when you go home, that's an exercise you can do with your peers, you understand? But you have to narrow at some point, but the problem with many are, they don't have a repertoire to stop with. They're limited to just one thing, and one thing will get you nowhere. Because that one thing fails, you gotta start all over again. If you got a list of stuff working for you, You're all over the place. I train my children. My children have a problem. And I'm not one of these pastors who brag on their kids, but I do brag on my kids. (laughs) The problem they have, they can't work for anybody. I mess them up. I train my kids how to be critical thinkers. And the problem they have, my son works for the Washington, D.C. government for the city of well, the District of Columbia. He has messed his boss up. He got this man so up <laughs> Because a young, 36-year-old, 6'2, good-looking young black man walks in and cannot be intimidated by nobody. Mm. Mm. Smart, spiritual, focused, and loves people. Mm. He has an MBA, and even the janitor's letter. And they can't handle that. And so you have to explore the, and I tell my kids, you don't make any apologies. That's why you create business for yourself and he's going to come back to the family business. My daughter is a successful CPA. If you go on my Facebook page or her Facebook page, she was the keynote at the National Medical Association in Honolulu this week. When she left Oakwood, she had two offers. One from PricewaterhouseCoopers, I'm sorry, She's one of three students in the business department that had offers. She had two, one from PricewaterhouseCoopers and one from Ernst & Young. Those are only two offers she had. She worked with Ernst & Young for a year, and she said, Dad, I'm wasting my time. And they started her offer what she asked for. And four year was over, she was out of there. And let me tell you something, she takes good care of her daddy. God has blessed her. What I'm saying is, you don't make apologies. Okay. When you explore, when you narrow it down, you know what you want to do, go for it. We have sheltered a generation and told you you couldn't explore. I have gone in and rescued Adventists. Oh, it's time, it's gone. I've rescued the Adventist I from 13 I'm going to clubs, I'm going into all kinds of stuff trying to save our kids, and bring them back to Jesus. The point I'm making is, I did it because they were not Every one of them. God's got a plan for each and every one of you. As a result of this workshop and this discussion, do me one favor. Go talk to God and say, God, let's do something still better and go for it, in Jesus' name. Lord Jesus, I thank you for these young adult professionals. God, do something great with them, please. Not to build bigger houses here on this earth, but so that men, women, boys and girls would know that there's a God they serve, and he's coming soon. And a platform will give them a bigger voice. And Lord, when they get to where you want them to be, may they never forget to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. This media was produced by Audioverse for ASI, Adventist Layman's Services and Industries. If you would like to learn more about ASI, please visit www. Asiministries.org. Or if you would like to listen to more free online sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.